Okay, we're all here. We're back. We are so fucking back. On episode 224 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on June 19th, Juneteenth, 2023. On the podcast today, he is only here for the zip line, Ryan Holtz. What? You sure? Hmm. It's Andrew's favorite sketch. I mean, it is maybe like, you know, top three funniest sketch in that season. It's just still not all that funny. How did how did Tim Robinson make that zipline look so much fun? Did he? I, I thought he made he... it look super lame. Yeah, that was the whole thing. I kind of wanted to go like... on that zipline after. Well, of course you want to go on a pool yeah. zip line. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah you but... do it once, maybe twice, and you're good. And the joke was that he just was addicted to this very yeah. mediocre thing. And, and the way his face was again. never like happy. He was always just like focused as he went down it. Well, no, he had to like do new tricks he came up with, like walking on water or that spin at the, the end. Spin, the super lame, like half the twirl. <laughs> No, the best part of that sketch, it's always the best part is never like the conceit. The best part is always some throwaway. The best part of the sketch was definitely when he was just scarfing down food so he could get back to the zip line as fast as possible. <laughs> or like the drive through, the best part of the sketch is when the lady floors it in reverse to get back to the sign immediately upon learning that they're doing a pay it forward chain. I'm not going to lie. Stop, stop. Let me go first. I'm doing something. Was a contender for a. Uh... For these three intros that's that's got to be the the me the memeiest of the of this season that's for sure yeah yeah that's, that's no, the that's one that got the, the most of that one the societal pickup for yeah. sure society which is to say audiences across the world are trying to get him to talk andrew clark my is third that a reference sketch? i don't get that's my third favorite from the season that's and i there I had forgotten about it, and then I, I was like, I don't even remember what reminded me. But oh, I was like, holy the, shit, that one was actually really fun. Like, I laughed the yeah, mime one. one. Where yeah, every, no, where he's doing old-timey cinema, and he's like, and, everyone and was I, just yelling, what are you doing? And I never talk. <laughs> like, the way what are you doing? He's so confident. <laughs> I'm raking! I'm raking leaves! Fuck! Like, and if I do, you get money. When he gets out of his car in front of the theater and it's just a big line of like frat boys <laughs> all screaming at him. Oh man. And I never last talk. but not least. I never do. No. I won't I won't talk for the rest of this podcast. Nice. And if I do, you get money. <laughs> Ding. You heard it here, folks. You listen to this, you get money. Emotional money. You get the satisfaction. Utils, as we call them in mm. the industry. Yeah. Diminishing returns. And last but not least, my life is nothing like I thought it would be and everything I feared it would become because for five seconds, I thought there were monsters on this earth. Lucas DeRider. See that one, Andrew? I saw the, I saw all of them. Guys, oh, okay. I saw all of them. You just I forgot was, about them. I, no, no, no. I, now I, they're just not that they're memorable. They're coming back. You were down a quart of blood when you saw some of these, so it might be a little... Might need to shock it back. The pig monster was pretty frightening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. They've got, like, straight horror in this now. 
I was like, I watched that one. Uh, the last episode, going to watch this and I'm going to go to bed. I think it closed on that one. And it was like, mm, I got to stay awake for another 20 minutes now. This is a little too up. Go find some I don't know. The, the way that he just like looked at this horrifying monster as it came in with like almost no reaction whatsoever. Just like, what? <laughs> it's so good. And your it's first like thought this. is, I don't have to go into work tomorrow? What are they doing to us? What the fuck are they doing to us? They got existential pretty fast. Uh, Ryan, it sounds like you have a ranking of sketches from I think you should leave season three. No, I fire those I Ooh. Season three tier list, I think you should leave. Oh, yeah, here we go. Create us. Mm. I think you should leave season three tier list. I'm trying to... Th- hmm... I don't even I don't remember all of these. Okay. Oh yeah, this is just an order. There's the Oh the the Springer Spaniel hair is not bad. That's that's definitely not the worst one. The the pig, you can throw that in A tier. Um the the ponytail one was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> you didn't like that one? I don't know. That one did not click for me. Okay, I'm gonna throw. I mean, I, I'm gonna have the th- my three favorites are feel like are gonna be S tier. The the drive through. Which where is the drive through? Is it that one? It must be this one where he's not looking at the guy. Yeah, drive through silent movies and um, zip line. Yeah, those are those are my S tier. I feel like no, in this valid. season. Where is the zip line? No, I've lost the zip line. <laughs> I, so I'm looking at the list of every single sketch, and granted, it is in reverse order, but yeah. like in terms of like how this writer ranked them, there's 26 sketches, and uh-huh. the first like 10 that I've gone through are all like. Just, just the fucking worst sketches I've ever seen in my life. Wait, I like, wait, wait, like the street like, sets one and dirty songs, like where the the guy like, came in just to sing dirty songs and couldn't remember what they were. Uh, like, the one with Fred Armisen beating up the old man pretending to be a kid on the video. That was that was Andrew. not bad. And from tier list, Jellutol, Jelly, the Jellutol hair thing where they're at the party that one fucking sucked oh that one was not bad either that's that's Um, mid i need a i need a link to this article andrew i want to see because all i'm getting is screenshots on my tier uh i got one from den of geek this is on vulture vulture what do we got vulture i compare them yeah they have jellutol literally last (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying like oh okay i said granted this is in reverse order but it's just reminding me of how bad these were the metal man on the wall thing that one just was boring and dumb yeah that one could have been stronger i feel like it was funny and conceit i liked i like street sets actually i don't think street sets belongs that low i frontier also was it came around in the end for me dude they have the shirt brothers one in the top 10 that's my that's my shirt brothers not bad bottom that's my that's my worst sketch of the season you've never You've never that been in a situation so where pointless. someone you've never the, been in a situation where someone was like, "Yeah, we can kind of be friends." Yeah, we other thing and like just never. It just okay. goes way too far. I, yeah. I, I 
Shirt Brothers, I'm not going to fight for it as like a top five sketch, but that is that's just not bottom. That's not no. bottom of the barrel. I, I did not like Team Building Workshop. That was that was definitely my least favorite, I think. Yeah, team team building sucked. The the Eggman game thing <laughs> was like, what the fuck? It's pretty shocking. I actually thought the uh, Pacific Proposal Park one was pretty funny, and that was one yeah. of the few that didn't have Tim Robinson in it at all. Just... I feel like there was actually a decent amount this season that didn't have Tim Robinson. But no, I... I... That, one, that one's not bad. Pacific. Oh, Tasty Park. Time Vids is their number five. I think that's my second, like, oh. bottom, like, sketch. Tasty Time Vids. Tasty that's the dude where they're like, he's like every Friday I'm gonna release a video, and then <laughs> yeah, just like flipping out and texting him late at night, and they're just doing that face, you know, the I think yeah. you should leave face where they just go, it's like, oh, you've got. The comedic skill of an ant who saw a baby for the first time. I yeah, like the driving. I don't know. Crooner, but I don't know if it's number two. No, I agree with you, Lucas. Yeah. Driving, driving crooner, easily top ten, borderline top five, not, not top tier. The driving crooner, I thought was like the first half of it was just like, I thought it was going to be one of those sketches where I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But then at the end, where like the guys pull up to him, was like, we're gonna kill you, driving crooner. That actually did get me when he when he's not lying at all. Yeah, <laughs> like you, yeah, you think it's like people just... want to kill me for this? <laughs> he's just being so upfront, but it's the only thing that he wants to do in life, and <laughs> for some reason, people want to actively murder him. Got to be a way to make money off of this. <laughs> the I'm glad that they recognize Jelly Bean because that's mm. definitely up there for me. The doggy door one with the pig monster is their number one sketch. I can see that being people's favorites, but it, definitely like, not my. Yeah, favorite. it had it had its moments. Yeah, maybe yeah, a couple more years in the workforce, we'll get there. Right. Mm. I'm sad that drive through is so low. Drive drive throughs right. like I'm. I don't know how else that's how that's not a top three for you. Because like I've... everyone's thought of that, right? Like everyone's thought of I could do this. I could rip people off. Fifty five tacos. Fifty five pies. Fifty five cokes. One hundred and ten. Hash browns. For me, the best part of that sketch, again, in addition to the woman like flooring it in reverse, is how the drive-through screen is, is instantly populating. So like, yeah, yeah, like the second it leaves his mouth, it's coming up on the screen. Like they're they're just so on top. Like, they're ready. Is yeah. that all? They're ready for someone to be ordering 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tater tots. Uh I yeah, and this is a weird list. I don't really like more than a handful of the sketches from this season or in the show in general, but like the ones they have ranked at the bottom, I thought there were some good ones in there. And then the ones that they have in the top are just why? Heart monitor is not bad. That's a decent I I thought heart monitor was fine. I think Tim Heidecker. Yeah, Tim Heidecker carried that one pretty hard, I think. Uh dog hair, I think should be higher. I like dog hair. I just wanted to have two girlfriends. I thought that'd be great. <laughs> it was all absolutely the twist at the end. <laughs> He's just this piece of shit. <laughs> I don't. I did. I did not like VR shopping spree. That's that's no barrel for no. me. The surprise birthday yeah, party. I hated that one. Surprise party. Was that the last sketch of the season? Was that? I think was that what they ended it on. It might have been. I did not like surprise party, and it sucks because I really liked. Um, 
uh, Driver's Ed, the last one that she did, that actress. And I surprise party was I, just oh. <laughs> sitcom taping wasn't bad. No, sitcom taping was pleasant. Yeah, not yeah. not laugh out loud, crazy, funny, but I liked. I always like it when like the world kind of like gets on his level around him yeah. for some reason. Like for literally no reason, all of a sudden everyone kind of like comes around to that reality. Wait, what do you mean he hugged your date? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he did kind of get fucked up. 155 screws exploded in her face. That's a lot of screws. Yeah, that sounds like a really bad date. <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll leave a, a couple of them in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I it uh, it sucks because he is so good at being so weird. But when Tim Robinson is, I the straight man. Oh or, no, when like, he's straight on it's his so much side, better. that is mm-hmm. yeah. And it's because we've seen him be ridiculous so often that when he plays straight. You're almost waiting for the shoe to drop, and when it never drops, it oh, it's so satisfying. But but then when he's or goaded S tier is the um the car with the steering wheel that doesn't fly out the window. Like when he's the straight man, and then there's that moment where he he flips. Like I think what the Italian guy is like, now you have to kiss your mother-in-law, and he goes across the table. He's like, that's right, you gotta kiss your mother-in-law because you said that. He like completely loses his shit. That's 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 the actual S tier. Like it's great when he's straight. It's great when he's crazy. But it's like when he starts straight and then ends crazy. Oh, it's a emo- it's amazing. But yeah, season uh, three worse than season two, worse than se- which was worse than season one. But at the same time, you know, it's no still one else is unique. doing it like them though. So it's hard yeah. not to be like, yeah, it, yeah. Still, it's a it's a unique thing on TV that I will never. I will never hate. And again, it's going to grow on me. All right. Like I, I, I was not a big fan of season two after it. And now some of my favorite sketches are from season two. So I don't know. There's, there's going to be a post. Someone at a wedding is going to post referencing uh, the, the, the wedding sketch from this season. And then it's going to be like, ah, well, maybe that's one of my favorite ones now. Yeah. Maybe mm, like a fine wine ages exactly. incredibly. Uh, but something brand new that kind of, oh, wait, no, hold on. We're not getting to that right away. Uh, EA is making a college football game. Thanks to the NCAA policy change, they're only playing paying players, college players, like 500 bucks for their likeness, though. Yeah, that's a weirdly, weirdly low number. <laughs> right. I mean, think of how many players they got to pay, man. Right. Yeah. There's like 70 people on 126 teams, like. That's a fuck ton. That'll add up fast. I okay, okay. I guess let me. So 70, 126. And they're gonna have to negotiate it collectively because yeah, like if you're giving that's four million dollars, four point four million dollars. Right. No, I don't I'm know just what saying the budget like, for this game is, but you you think what maybe like five grand or something? It's like all of a sudden 40 million dollars, you know, like that that number explodes when you start to increase it. And the problem is, is like you have to do it as a flat fee mm-hmm. because if you're going to pay the superstars making millions of dollars to play I mean, college football. I mean, but yeah, but Caleb Williams going, why am I making the same amount of money as the backup kicker on this fucking FCS school in South Dakota? Yeah. Like, that's how you I, have to do I it. Yes. I, 
I know you guys are the biggest Madden heads I know. Is there appetite for this? Oh, so much, dude. Yeah, I'm oh, so okay. excited. People, I people hope. loved this game back in Andrew, the day. Andrew, can we can we skip Madden and get this one when it comes out? I I mean, I'm definitely willing to skip the next Madden. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about college. Dude, it's so much better than Madden. Like the 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 thing about Madden that we get bored with is like you build a super team and it's over. Mm-hmm. So college football having constant churn, like oh, you only have your superstar players for like a couple years before they graduate. You know, like it's and the recruit if they nail recruiting, it's so fun. Like just building your super team out of nowhere, finding a gem from like rural Nevada who's like really weird, like who doesn't fit. Like it's like oh. He's five foot eight, but he runs a four three forty and like plays quarterback. And you're just like, or he's an athlete. And so then you can like plug him in at safety, corner, wide receiver, running back, or quarterback, and you just pick whatever you want. And it's like, where does your team need that type of player? Like you I think they'll have growth spurts, just random, like <laughs> this player was five eight coming in and he cool. switched positions, gained fifty pounds, and grew four inches and now, yeah. instead of being your fourth string tight end, he's your starting edge rusher. And holy shit, <laughs> look at him go. Right. No one he knew he had this in him. He didn't lose a step of speed after gaining 50 pounds and grew, growing five inches. He's going to be an absolute monster, you know. And it's fun, like, you know, if you're in Wisconsin, like if, you, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, running UW and, you know, you only have like three pipeline states because in all reality – almost all of Wisconsin's players come from Wisconsin, Illinois, and like Florida. So like all, you know, that, that gives you bonuses and stuff for recruiting. Like you can't just go to the middle of Texas and steal the best players in the country because that's not fucking like, that's not how it works. You know, (laughs) Texas is going to have a stranglehold on that market. Like Mm. it's, it's, it's really interesting and and it's really fun. The atmosphere is a lot cooler like they they plug in like jump around and everything like that if you're at Wisconsin like they're I don't know and look they it might just be a soulless cash grab like Madden has become but it was kind of from a bygone era where people were not about that and would try to make like a really fun campaign mode and yeah. everything like that and being able to play online with friends is really fun like it's so much better um because now you're like recruiting against your friends and everything oh. like that you know, trying to get the best players in the country. Um, if they bring back team builder, that was the best part of the whole game. You could just make a college from scratch and upload your own logos and everything like that. Design the uniforms very like in depth, you know, you could, you could literally have them play in like a high school field <laughs> with like a couple of bleachers, <laughs> or you could have them play at like a giant 100,000 seat NFL stadium, like just full customization. I don't know. They were good games, and I hope that they're able to capture even. The thing is, is that, I mean, I I hope that they are going to do all this stuff and that you'll you'll get what you want out of life, Ryan. (laughs) But these are still the same people that made Madden. And we're talking about like if they do the recruiting right and if they had all these features, it'd be really cool. This is a game that somehow made scouting for college players (laughs) worse than it was in Madden 20. For the last two yeah. games like they they made it worse it was already like the dumbest part of the game and they made it even like they gave it fewer features while also making it much more convoluted and difficult yeah 
I think they just got sick of everyone knowing I, how good every single player was. Uh, <laughs> like, I I love that your arguments for why this game will be better than Madden more or less boil down to the arguments of why college football is a more truer version of the sport than NFL football. Um, I'm like, yeah, there's something to be said about that. I, I never quite thought of it in these terms, but I think a big part of like why the XFL never gets any steam outside of being a novelty is that like, I mean, college football is college football is kind of everything you want out of another football league. That's not the NFL. Which is why it's good that, yeah, people can finally make money from their yeah. likenesses and everything. Because, yeah, it was always just a minor league mm-hmm. for the NFL, in particular football, you know, like yeah, football and, and to a lesser extent college uh, or basketball. Now that like the G League and everything like that has kind of developed like, but still for football, that's all that's the only game in town is college football for like minor yeah. leagues. I mean, and people have talked about that for, you know, like the XFL and the USFL, like they want this developmental football league. And I've kind of thought like, no, you don't. You want college football to happen in the spring and <laughs> the summer. You just you just want football all year round. And that's fine. But like we have the developmental league for the NFL. It's right. It's the, you know, five different college, you know, power five divisions. Yeah. But college, and college football is also so unique because, yeah, you have people who are literally just counting the years until they can go pro. Like mm-hmm. they could go pro this second if they wanted to. But there's a rule that you have to spend at least three years in college before you can make it to the NFL. So there are people their freshman year when they're 19 years old are already they could play in the NFL right now. And then there's fucking Jim Johnson, the starting safety at Northwestern, who's a fucking accounting major and like just happens to be like scrappy enough to be able to make the starting he's, team. He's but a like, cerebral player. He's been yeah. in the system for five years and he really knows what he's doing, but he just right. doesn't have the intangibles or the tangibles. I, to, yeah, or the tangible. He doesn't have anything. Like he's 5'10", 180, and is just always in the right place at the right time. You he's a really respected guy. It. Yeah, he's a captain. He's 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 redshirted twice. Like he's twenty four. Like <laughs> it's just like it, it, that's what makes college football so unique. Is like, yeah, you got the minor leagues for the pros guys, and then you've got the guys that are like, I don't know. I got a scholarship my junior year after walking on for a couple of years, and this has always just been like, I also go to college while I'm doing this. Like. I it's I saw a really good tweet summarizing college football that was like it can be a mixed bag, but sometimes the best player to ever come out of this town ends up going toe to toe with a future four time pro bowler, yeah. and that's where the magic happens. Right? No, that's exactly. They it. they are completely different kinds of human <laughs> beings. They are not on the same scale, but they are playing on the same field. But they equally think they're hot shit at that point. And then one person has their life completely upended. Because compared to everyone else, they have been hot shit. Like the Mm. worst college football player is still, you know, would wipe the floor with any high school team. But, you know, I mean, maybe that's an exaggeration, but like. Yeah, they they've always been told that they're hot shit because they were compared to everyone else. Right. That's how they ended up where they were. It's just that when you end up on a team where everyone is hot shit, someone's got to be the coldest shit. Yeah. No, I grew <laughs> up in got to be cold diarrhea. <laughs> we all grew up in rural Wisconsin. My team 
was literally projected to go to the state championship game. We only lost two games my entire senior year. And one of them was the game we got eliminated in the playoffs. Like we were dominating. We were so fucking good. We had like four guys go to college and play college football at any level. And like, and our star quarterback who led us to all this success was an equipment manager at UW Madison like you. And, you know, those guys are like, yeah, they're all football players and everything like that. But yeah, like the ones that went to college, I heard some stories about them talking about it. And it's fucking sad, man. Yeah. yeah, they were dominant and they stepped onto like the college level and they're just like, I was shit. Like I wasn't good anymore. Like all of a sudden oh. I was one of the worst players at fucking like, minnesota duluth you know like some d2 d3 school like it's like damn that's the fucking son. the only one who had any success was like a two-year starter at whitewater which is like legit but like you're never gonna go pro at that no. you know being that good at d3 like so and he was a freak like he was a sophomore when i was a senior unanimous first team all conference like he was the actual best player on our entire team by a mile and yeah, he, he could barely crack it in Division Three. So it's there's levels to this, mm. and then yeah, then you get to the pros, and yeah, it's like people laugh at guys like fucking Brock Osweiler or Johnny Man or not Johnny Manziel. It's not quite the same, but you know, guys that flamed out in the NFL, and it's like, nah, they were legit, really good in college, and they're nothing in the pros. So speaking of things flaming out uh twitch might be doing that if they're making some wild uh ill-advisable changes uh from my perspective as somebody who also works for a company that makes most of its money off of user-generated content um i yeah they wanted to limit the size of ads on screen which I don't get why why they would do that. Uh, they don't want people using their platform to make money, maybe. Uh, then they rolled that back, but then they like rolled out a new revenue split that would, once again, only favor the largest uh, creators on their platform. Um, and, and now Kick, Kick is <laughs> maybe making a play? Kick What's going on out here? 100 milli contracts. Fucking XQC mm. got a two-year, $100 million contract from Kick non-exclusive yep xqc can still stream on all the other platforms but kicks like just so that you have a stream on our platform we're gonna give you 50 mil a year people were like xqc is making more per year than lebron james oh to not even once again be exclusively on that platform he's he can stream on four platforms at once yeah there's no limit oh my god (laughs) um it's bonkers uh i never know how to pronounce her stream name uh amaranth yeah i think that's right uh she also got a kick contract i think she opened that by doing a group uh shower uh live stream oh, yeah never change good for you it's, oh it's very amaranth yep mm. i'm sure kick is like all about it kick is like kick we is... just want screen time we don't give a fuck about any sort of community any sort of guidelines we're just we're just looking for eyeballs, man. We'll take the what we la- can get. Like the, the last I heard. Oh, Andrew, Andrew doesn't know who Amaranth. Andrew. Is. Yeah, sure, Andrew. Andrew. I'll yeah, that's it. it. All right, you're bookmarking that one for later. Uh, like, <laughs> Kick is weird for like last I heard there was no moderation. Like they were, 
like there were several streams just like playing the super mario brothers movie on loop on kick for a while like and i get that's inevitable but it seems like i don't know i guess it's like the wild west phase uh of kick right now which is interesting and I don't know if Twitch will ever be dethroned, but like they seem poised to be the next place now that Amazon is kind of shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, we'll see. Fucking mixer and shit like like yeah, know, no. Man. There's <laughs> Andrew's eyes just went completely bug. <laughs> Wish I had a recording of that. I can't can't imagine why. <laughs> There's there is no reason that his eyes would suddenly bulge out of his head completely <laughs> after Googling does a well-known she, streamer. Does she have a thing other than that she's no. just an adult streamer? There's not like a weird... Oh, she's like, not an adult streamer, Andrew. What? There's no adult content there. What are you talking about? <laughs> the What? When I Googled her name, it says hmm. Amaranth is an American internet celebrity streamer and OnlyFans model. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking lewds, Andrew. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Adult ludes are adult. adult. I'm not saying nah. she's a porn actress or anything, but like, yeah, it, but she doesn't have like a Belle Delphine stick or anything where she's like a a memer or she's, she leans a, a little bit into like the gamer girl stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. like she she pretends that like she's a hot girl online. Okay, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that or that she needs to be more. I'm just I'm wondering if there's a reason why I should have heard of her before. I uh, just I, yeah, I think she's like. Just, just famous. One of big. the biggest, if not okay. the biggest, female streamers in the world. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, you know. Hmm. People, people got to make their money, man. Well, good for her. How much yeah. did she get? You said XQC got fifty mil a year. Let's see. Did she get the Amaranth. same amount or Amaranth kick? Con- it's the number one thing when you type in Amaranth is kick contract. Uh, thirty mil. Yeah. Oh, two year 30 mil. Damn, that's nothing. That's a steep drop off. Yeah, they got fucking they got an absolute bargain. Yeah, no, the top woman Twitch streamer on the platform. Hmm. 30 30 mil for two years. Yeah. XQC's move reported to be a hundred mil. The just chatting personality called her agent. Mm. Just chatting. The just chatting personality. That's a great way to do it. I mean, I... yeah, but if it's non-exclusive, once again, it's free money. Like yeah. it doesn't cost you anything to I... just run it on multiple platforms. If you're starting out, if you're hustling, you're doing this anyway. You're live everywhere. Right. You should be live on every platform that has any level of following mm-hmm. if you're trying to grow. So I guess now if you're a big name, you're just not on kick in the hopes that you'll get some free money from kick. Are there, do you think there's any sort of stipulations in there? Like he has to be streaming a certain number of days a week or anything. It's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's free real estate. If you're, if you're a big name streamer, the drop off, if you like take a break is insane. Like you, you might literally go from like 10,000 concurrent viewers to like 2000 concurrent. If you take like a couple weeks off, like oh. it's, it's fucked like that, that job literally traps you in, in it. And like, yeah, you'll probably build it back in a month or two, but like it's a month of two of streaming every day, like to get that following back because yeah, like 
you can't watch like you you can watch how many TV shows at a time, probably like four or five if you were mm-hmm. really pushing it. You can watch like one Twitch streamer at a time, maybe two if you're literally terminally online. Like, so yeah, if you're gone and they have to find someone else, it takes a while for them to come back if they ever do. So it's it's kind of scary actually. Summer Games Fest, aka not E3, was also kind of scary. For me personally, as someone who cares about the future of uh, video games as an art medium, um, God, it's so fucking corporate now. Jeff Keighley is too much of a uh, oh, Jeff Keighley is too much of a star fucker to like be the future of video games, the face of video games. But whatever. Now, star fucker. Now I get to watch commercials for video games interspersed by commercials for G Fuel and Doritos. That's that's fine. Um, uh, the Summer Games Fest show got a trailer to the sequel to Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, we got a playable Red 13, Cat Dog Boy, love him, fantastic. Uh, Sandland, open world game based on Akira Toriyama's manga of the same name. That's it. That's the only stuff yeah. I found noteworthy. Uh, other than the fact that they couldn't find a woman, I guess, to be on screen or a person of color. They didn't. Couldn't do it. There's no one. No. I. Not a woman in video games, apparently. According to Summer Games Fest, according right. to the team organizing that. What's the Billy Eichner on the street bit where you would just ambush people and scream in their face like, name a woman! And there's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, and he would just like walk away like, god damn it. <laughs> How hard is it? Uh, yeah, so kind of fuck Summer Games Fest. Uh, but we are getting a Shadows of the Damned remaster. I cannot wait for this. I get, now that everyone knows how great Suda 51 games are, I can't wait for one of the weirdest, most corporately uh, meddled Suda 51 games to get another shot. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Atlas is remaking Persona 3. Speaking of no women, yeah, they got not going to be able woman. to play as a woman in this one. You could in a previous version of it. They just scrubbed all the woman content. I don't. That's so funny and so on brand. And I'm so glad that you're going to keep playing these games, Lucas. I don't. I. There's a a solid, by all accounts, uh, port of the original game where you can play as a woman out there for 20 bucks right now. Maybe Mm -hmm. I do that instead. Even if there are some problematic voice actors in that. And didn't you say like the plots of at least some of the games and the books that they're based on are just about how incels are right or something? Yeah. So why do you keep engaging with this stuff? Because I keep hoping that it's going to be better. It's going to change it from why? the inside, Andrew. I keep voting for Republicans because one of these days they'll <laughs> learn their lesson and do a good job. I... Uh, I will say for Atlas Games going forward, um, the creative director of the last three Persona games uh, and also Catherine, which also has some complicated social politics, uh, he is sequestered and he is making Metaphor Re-Fantasino, which is, oh God, I I want other people to talk about this game. I want to hear their impressions of this game. And I I don't, I'm just exhausted. I'm just exhausted by this title. 
by the creative lead behind it, Katsura Hashihino. I, yeah, this is, God. That, that is the dumbest sounding name for anything I've ever heard. Metaphor, colon, re-fantasino. It's, is it lost in translation? Like, no, that's yeah. the name in Japanese too. I, God, this is going to be such, and he's going to walk into this with such big dick energy too, or you think he's going to try to, he's like, yeah, I made the last three Persona games. I'm the reason those were successful. Not 40 years of an idea that's been built upon by multiple people in a company. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk back what made those games interesting. Like, a non-fantasy setting or not making it an isekai. I'm going to lean into that shit. Ah, mad. I'm mad. You're big mad. Big mad like all the... the oh, oh, sorry. No, go I was going to say big mad like all the PS4 users in... like I'm, I'm just clicking on these tweets and all the replies are like, is it coming to PS4? And I'm like, bruh. Bro, when PS5 came out how many years ago? Like, you don't have the excuse that it's not available anymore. I, and I had to check because I was like, maybe right. it is still not available. No, you go on Amazon. It's it's available now. Like, it's it's time, man. They can't just make games for outdated consoles forever. Like, But there are only like five exclu- PlayStation 5 exclusive games. <laughs> that number's only going to go up, bud. Yeah, no. It's it's coming. Then get an Xbox. Like... <laughs> Like you, you can do that. That's fine. Xbox did apparently a pretty good job of like now finally having some games to play. That's cool. That's good for them. I'm not going to buy an Xbox, but I, I don't. It's not a bad thing. Uh, speaking of Xbox, their showcase Starfield. Not going to make me get an Xbox, but maybe that'll be okay. <laughs> I don't know. It looks pretty rough. From what yeah. I've seen gameplay wise, yeah. like, yeah, the concept's insane and like everything like that. But every bit of gameplay I've seen is like, yeah, <laughs> that's still... scary. It looks like a Bethesda game, but you know, the like same the ones that came Bethesda out 10 games. years ago. Yeah. And oh, uh, MMO. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird that they, I, I always assumed this was like a graphical limitation or like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, like a thing in the hardware, a thing in the engine they had to do, where it's you talk to someone, you talk to someone and you have a conversation with them and it's just like, yep, full on, just like you're in a Zoom call, basically. Yeah. They're framed like they're in a Zoom call. Right. And then you have the dialogue options on bottom. Um, Apparently that's an aesthetic choice. That's a part of yeah. the vibe of a Bethesda game and not like, uh, yeah, this is the only way we can have you have conversations with NPCs. Yeah, it emerged from limitations, and now at this point, yeah, it's like a stylistic choice. Like, they could very easily have AI procedurally generated conversations. Because, yeah, it was like a limitation of you can't do motion capture for hundreds of characters across your world. Like, it's just Mm. physically impossible. And now it's to the point where, like, you could do that, but (laughs) they'd rather they just stand stark still, not move their head, not really blink, and, like, just kind of their mouth... (laughs) opens and closes maybe they rock side to side every once in a while yeah uh but then the biggest news to actually come out of the xbox showcase happened immediately after where the ftc is set to block microsoft's acquisition of activision blizzard there you go when's it gonna go through because it it well i i know that like there's been all these blocks and stuff but 
It's also it's been approved in other countries. Like this, Except this is going to happen. Like it's going to happen. I just when and what what's going to be the limitations? Like, are they going to have to like break apart? Is it going to be like a Fox and Disney sort of thing where, like, uh, like Activision Activision Blizzard is going to have to split into Activision and Blizzard, <laughs> and then I Microsoft just, gets one of them. Disney Fox was all negotiated beforehand right. with the regulators. Like they mm-hmm. they knew that like yeah, if we take on the Fox broadcast network and stuff like that, then then we're going to be the regulators are not going to allow it to go through. So it wasn't like an after the fact, after it got denied type thing. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, if that all works out, uh, that's how they're going to have to sell games in the UK by the sound of it. They're like a third party thing. But uh, I don't know. I I think people genuinely have no idea how this is going to go. It sounds like the F2C, it's the people it is comprised of right now are perhaps the strongest uh, antitrust group of people in in recent memory. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. After an incredibly dumb couple of years that proved that rich fuckers don't care about anything besides becoming richer, uh, the PGA and Saudi Arabia-funded live golf organizations are merging together. It's so fucking insane. Like you, you, you yeah. hear what the PGA was telling their golfers, and just like, yeah, don't go over there, don't take the money, like that's that. Think about your morals, and then they're just like, and merge. <laughs> Tiger turned down eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and then all the ones who did give in and took the money are now just back, like nothing ever happened. Like the PGA yeah, commission, six figures richer, saying that. If you join Live Golf, you're spitting in the face of all 9-11 victims. And then six months later, joining forces with them is objectively the funniest thing that could have happened here. Yep. And then he like made some sort of weird thing. He's like, I'm going to personally like investigate and make sure that no like 9-11 money is involved with this deal. And it's like, what? What the fuck are you talking well, about? Dude? Because someone on the PGA's board of directors like worked in the Twin Towers when 9-11 happened and he <laughs> yeah, yeah. survived because he was volunteering at a golf tournament that day. And then he devoted his entire life to golf. No, I don't yeah, I don't I look. The the original statement from the PGA president is not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily right. It's an oversimplification, but yeah, no, then like taking that moral high ground and then throwing it all out the window, not that long afterwards without a change in leadership is like, eh, really though? The optics? You, you didn't you didn't think maybe you should just step down before doing this? Well, I believe um I believe the director of the PGA is um uh, I, I forget the exact language, but uh, on an unexpected leave due to health issues at the moment. Mm. So it's he's taking that check and running. Like this is. Wait, no, is Live Golf going to get one of their guys inside? Is the PGA going to be probably, Live- dude? Like that? What did you expect? Mm-hmm. There's so much money involved in this. Like, yeah. Saudis so really- have endless money. You really cannot underestimate oil money. I did you see? Like, I mean, I don't know. This wasn't really on the planning document, but like the whole Lionel Messi saga coming to the United States. Like, yeah, he turned down 
a three-year $1.5 billion contract to go to Saudi Arabia, like making $500 million a year. Like they're ma- they would make him a billionaire. And it's my Saudi understanding that the Saudi Arabia League like isn't really, like it's not a league people care about globally. So it is just- There's the MLS. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's not a super legitimate league, but like n- neither is the MLS. Like nah, the yeah. MLS is a retirement league beyond anyone. Like all of the famous European players end up like, well, I mean, it's nice to live in America. I I, had, so, I heard Messi going to the MLS. I, I didn't realize he uh, walked back on that. And the... No, he didn't. No, that, oh! that was the, the competitor. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he turned down one and a half billion dollars over three years to come to. Uh, Miami yeah he did accept it initially that was like a while ago and then did things just not materialize and he said never mind I think it was just rumors I think it was all just like he was connected to them he was connected to FC Barcelona which is his old club which would be the only legitimate move that he could make like in terms of like competitive soccer but yeah no then he took like his friend from the Argentinian national team Aguero already lives in Miami like he's just gonna move to a place that's like kind of a mecca for Spanish speakers in the in the yep. world, you know. Like just you get Spanish speakers from literally all around the planet moving to Miami and just living a quite the lavish lifestyle and yeah, chill out, dominate the MLS for a couple of years, and then he retires and becomes an owner of a team. Seems pretty chill, mm-hmm. and gets that sweet Apple money. Uh, how chill is it that Trump was indicted again? Marginally less chill than last time, I guess, considering the overwhelming evidence that I feel. Like. I, I don't even know. You, and the... Yeah, the, mental, the only mental gymnastics I've seen are like, yeah, the Justice Department planted the boxes there. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> well, no, like if the, you're that deep into it, then m- most I, of the, the mental justice... gymnastics is, yeah, he did it. That's not illegal because he's president. So he can do whatever he wants. Like that's, but he's not that's what most of them are saying is because he is president, not just was, but still is. Oh, he has okay. the power to mm-hmm. take possession of any uh, classified documents and do whatever he wants with them because he's the highest power in terms mm-hmm. of American intelligence. Like there is nothing above him. He has the ability to do this. It's not against the law. And the law that says that it is illegal to do that is actually saying that he can. (laughs) So we're on a full on reality break of the only people making legitimate arguments uh, defending Trump are, well, he is still president, which is false. He can do whatever he wants. I, I've even seen ones that are saying, yeah, he's not the president anymore. He is the former former president. But this law says that he can do this because when like if he has possession of them as president, then they're like his permanently. And he can declassify them if he wants to, but he never declassified them. But still, because he was the president when he took possession of them, they are not classified materials anymore like they're they are literally just making this stuff up okay but they are talking about it like it is legal precedent but it is all made up not twisted just false yeah i I can't believe we're still having conversations about like the audacity of the things trump 
did is doing as president as a former president but like <laughs> hey here are all of the u.s military bases in iraq uh you can read that while you're using the shitter in in uh, my mar-a-lago hotel because they're just in the bathroom of this hotel is they said some of them were about our like nuclear defense system <laughs> yeah like that is i it's incredible. Like those pictures are haunting. Like they are, they look like some backroom shit. They look just wrong. Well, and it doesn't seem like, I mean, look, maybe we'll uncover something in the future, but yeah, it doesn't seem like he had much motivation to do it other than he wanted to. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like he was necessarily like, I mean, maybe there's going to be more investigation and everything like that, but it, yeah, it doesn't seem like he was, necessarily like using them to get political favors it was more just like hey look man this that's just pretty cool huh like you want to yeah want to check out some maps like i just i as much as i hate the guy i do find it still hard to believe that he was like selling state military secrets to our enemies or some shit it sounds like he was just kind of like bringing journalists over and being like take a look at this yeah i mean like, like that, i just it's so why? weird the man's senile of course yeah I that's totally true but then I also like if there was a single conversation like I I yeah Trump showed Kid Rock a document that was like oh yeah the, isn't this cool isn't this like our plan to deal with the Russia Ukraine conflict anyway if you could give like $20,000 to my campaign cuz this is cool shit like I'd appreciate that I could show you more if you did that like that's <laughs> I could totally see that happening just off the cuff with off the cuff with everything we know about Trump. So and what if you took like the alien documents? I was like, if you get if you give me a million dollars to my campaign, I'll show you proof that aliens exist. <laughs> We've got it. Yeah. I'll show it to you. That'd be pretty cool, right? You're this rich. Was... Wouldn't you pay a million dollars to see aliens? <laughs> You're seeing the boxes in the bathroom. If you want to see the boxes in the storage area, yeah. there might be something you might never have thought you'd see in your lifetime there. God is real. <laughs> so are aliens and fairies. Oh, fairies wow. are real. Just just crazy shit. I've always said we have scientific reason... proof of the afterlife. It's the only reason I'd want to be president. It's just like, all right, what's what's the deal? Like, there's some shit. Like, I don't know. It's probably not aliens. Like, there's some shit. (laughs) Do you think you could get elected on the platform of if you elect me? I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm going to find all the secrets and put them out there. I think I'm going to I think I would disappear mysteriously (laughs) if that was my open platform that I'm running on to the American public. I don't I don't think I would last, but that's okay. You never know. No, I'd have to be like charismatic and be like, ah, read my lips, no new taxes, but also universal health care. And also I like, just promise everything to everyone. And Where then... are you gonna get the money? I'm gonna sell the alien tech that we got. Again, can't say that. I'm gonna I'm going to get disappeared. I'm going to all of a sudden be in a black site before I know it. No, I'll just be like, kiss some babies, shake some hands, be a be a white guy. <laughs> uh, speaking of a white guy, 
Nuggets won. Uh, Jokic is very <laughs> excited to return to his horses. Are Serbians white? No. <laughs> kidding. Oh, Ryan. Uh, kidding. Well, history. Complicated. Um, yeah. I, yeah, no, the, the Nuggets kind of seemed inevitable, especially against a totally gassed Heat team. Um, no, J- Jokic is like complete disinterest in being a basketball star is I, I think genuinely endearing to me and a lot of people. The quote of him saying like the, like 10 minutes after he won like MVP and like brought Denver their first ever national championship, him saying, yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's that important. You know, nobody really likes their job. It's fine. Is that's insane. That's a crazy person thing to say. Like, if you wanted to go in about how, like, yeah, like, you know, community is more important than winning, you know, some stupid shit like that. That's one thing. But him holding the trophy and being like, eh, I don't really like my job anyway. Like, that's that's a weird thing to say. Am I right? It's it's weird because it's not true. You know, like he's 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 being very tongue in cheek. Mm hmm. In so far as like you cannot be as dominant as Nikola Jokic is without right. being absolutely obsessed, but it's possible that he's obsessed with like success more so yeah. than like liking the sport, you know. Like, but at the very least, like Nikola Jokic is putting in impossible hours to become the best, arguably best basketball player on the planet. And I only say arguably because I'm a Bucks fan, and like yeah, yeah. at this point. It's, good. it's hard to debate. If you're if you're a fan of 29 other teams, you probably say that Jokic yeah. is the best player in the world. So. so it's just impossible to get that far without being absolutely obsessed with something about the sport. Mm-hmm. And if it's literally just, you know, the success of it all and making money so that, yeah, you can fund his horse racing and raise his kids. Then, yeah. Hey, everyone's got their own motivations it's i don't know especially in 2023 especially in the midst of like hustle culture like he has to have that dog in him uh it's like i don't it's genuinely refreshing to see him yeah i'm good at this clearly he's putting the work in but he's not like i don't he doesn't care about legacy it seems like he's just doing his job being one of if not the best basketball players on the planet and that's like refreshing and weirdly healthy he kind of doesn't have to care about legacy because he's he's set he's done yeah (laughs) he won two mvps should have probably won a third and brought a championship to a team that had never had a championship before that had one other all-star who you know like is very good like Mm -hmm. you know don't want to trash jamal murray but he's not like superstar level like he he was the guy you know Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are a better supporting cast than uh, Jokic had in terms of top level talent. Like, so he, he's he's done it. He has made the legacy. <laughs> Doesn't have to worry about it anymore because it's over. Mm. He could literally retire right now, which not impossible. Not out of the question. He could definitely do it, and he would be considered one of the best to ever play. So. It's It's one of those things where like, if you're making $40 million a year and you've, you've been doing that for a little bit, like it, it, the only reason to keep doing that is either, you know, the obsession with the game or 
you have a crazy lifestyle that you need to maintain. And well, it doesn't he, seem like he has either. He lives I, in Eastern 40 Europe. Million, yeah. That's $40 million US. That goes a yeah. long way. In yeah, Serbia. exactly. Like, and this is not his first year making $40 million. Like the mm-hmm. man could be set for life and live like the richest man within a 500 mile radius. It's just like, I don't know. It genuinely seems like, it genuinely seems like he would have been cool with his life if he just continued to play in um, uh, Serbia as a part of the G League, right? No, no, no. The G uh, League just, is only American. Okay, if he just continued to play in the Serbian League or that whatever the league is, a couple of European teams that U.S. teams occasionally farm out of to weird success in some cases. But no, he's too good for that. So he has to. He's the best basketball player on the world, uh, casually, reluctantly, I think, maybe. I think he'd prefer to not be six foot eleven. Like mm. you see him in the in the carts because he doesn't do like jockey style horse racing. Yeah, yeah. Like he, old he's like old sledding behind cart it. racing. Yeah, like he's too big. He could never compete. You know, he has to be like an owner because he's impossibly big. His his horse would never be able to win with him driving it. So. I think he'd probably prefer to be a foot shorter at least and actually be able to race horses himself. That would be the thing he actually has a competitive drive for. So. Uh, uh, no easy pivot into this one. Um, the Redditors are protesting Reddit. It, it, this is weird. Uh, I think the Red out, uh, Reddit blackout was in effect for a large number of communities on that platform. Might still be. Um, this uh, this is following uh, changes to Reddit's backend by the sound of it that would limit a lot of uh, commonly used third-party apps that the most active folks on that platform, especially moderators, um, use widely. Uh, it's also weird. About, like they're they're selling the data on Reddit now and instead of it letting it be mined for free by all these companies, they're now selling it directly. That's another reason why the protests are going on the like quote unquote blackout is that like the, the, the user data on, on Reddit was always accessible. Mm -hmm. It was always being taken by the corporations. It just now that Reddit's saying we're going to finally make some money off this and people don't like that. I read leadership claims that changes to uh, help them limit uh, AI technology using Reddit as a farm uh, to, to improve um, that, to improve that tech. Uh, people skeptical of that claim that Reddit is just doing this to make money. Uh, and the Reddit CEO responded with, well, yeah, we are a for-profit business. We are about making money before anything else, uh, which is not what you say to a community, to a platform that is, all of your content is by people contributing to it for free and them not making money. Uh, Ryan, you're the biggest Reddit head on this podcast. What, what's you, your read? You're leaving out also that he praised Elon Musk's oh, yeah. takeover of Twitter and Ooh. said like, nah. no, what he did was really good. Like we need to start thinking that way. Like literally saying, yeah, when he took over that platform and basically it. killed it might've, might you know it was still to be seen if it's actually dead uh that was good that was a good way to run a business like it's yeah no i think it's just there's too many red flags i mean i personally use um i don't use the official reddit app i've always used 
Reddit is fun, one of the third party apps, because it's mm. just way better and more streamlined. And yeah, no, like they're just all of it goes basically. I don't use Reddit. <laughs> I mean, well, but like that's a part of uh, why this blackout has been so effective or noticeable, at least in that if you're on the Internet, you're using Reddit like it is one you're one how to search away. And the top result on that is going to be a very niche subreddit. I'm a couple can't of right now, probably. I'm a couple of bad days away from like just not being on the Internet at all. <laughs> I don't use Reddit. I'm not on Facebook. I don't go on Instagram. I have like cut my Twitter time into like quarters at this point. Uh, I just. I feel like I'm going to go out of touch completely, <laughs> but also is probably better for me. I don't know. What about TikTok? Still not on TikTok. Damn. You've been on TikTok. Well, have I been on TikTok? Yeah, I've opened the app before. But my experience on TikTok right now is sitting next to Jade while she opens her phone and pulls up the TikToks that she has saved for me to see. That's what I do with Angel, yeah. Andrew, how do you hear about any of the stuff happening that we're talking about on this podcast? Through you guys and through Jade and, and, and through Twitter. I know more about TikTok because of Twitter than TikTok, which is bad. I know that. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I am a freak. Andrew's Andrew's like the Amish with TikTok. It's like, yeah, no, I can take a ride in a car, but I just can't own one. Like I can sure I have I have the TikTok app on my phone. So like if you guys send me a TikTok, you know, when you send a TikTok on Facebook Messenger, I opened it. I watch it. And that's it. And then I close it. And then you scroll and then you get what was it like terrifying, gory, crazy. Yeah, no, like if I if I scroll, I see People just be murdered. Uh, I see uh, just porn. Um, I see people making fake zombie infestation in China videos. Is a thing that I keep seeing. You gotta for some reason. your algorithm. You gotta you gotta like some some videos. Yeah. I I tried like I would I went through all the videos that Jade sent me and I liked all the ones that I liked. And I found, you know, like dog videos and shit and liked those and didn't really do anything. I started seeing different videos, but not better ones. <laughs> so I just I got off. My algorithm is I have this new 3D version of Papers, Please called Contraband Ooh. Police. And someone playing that. Um, I've got a live stream of someone playing MLB Power Pros, which was a game for the Wii that I used to play <laughs> back in 2009. I've got a dude joking about Peloton. I've got uh, the, the this guy who makes like a roster of NFL players <laughs> using like a filter. I've got uh, a beige flag, which is very normy TikTok beige beige flag thing. I've got mm-hmm. a, <laughs> a NFL meme crossed over with Spider Man across the Spider Verse meme. So that one's just just for me. Like I don't I don't know, man. Lucas has one thousand video game, uh, like head tilt bracket videos. Well, that's what yeah. he makes. That's not what yeah. he sees. I'm assuming, or is it all you see too now? Uh, no, actually, I think that's a dead format. It is. A yeah, no, it hasn't format. been a thing in a really long alive. time. It's just Lucas keeps making them. Yeah, I'm keeping it alive, baby. Yeah. 
uh, weird, weird stuff on Reddit. Uh, man, some of the foundational elements of the internet are changing in some ways that uh, cynically scary. Maybe it's going to create opportunity. Maybe there's going to be new stuff out there, but boy, is it hard for me uh, to envision better stuff coming out of this. Uh, I don't Maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change once I finally get on blue sky and I'll be like, yeah, this is, this is okay. After all, this was for the best, but right now it's like, Oh, terrifying. Andrew's going to go full Ted Kaczynski mode if we're not careful, Lucas. I think we need to oh. tailor our statements about the internet. Oh, no. He's going to start talking about modern society and how how tainted we've become. God damn it. And then we're going to we're going to read an FBI report and we're going to be like, <laughs> that looks like Andrew's handwriting. <laughs> You're not even in a remote cabin. You're just in an apartment in Madison. It's like <laughs> building these bombs. Hey, I'm pretty sure I bought the typewriter that this was written with a uh, very particular font on yeah. those keys. Interesting. Um, maybe society has always had problems uh, because I listened to the five part behind the bastard series on L. Ron Hubbard. Andrew, do you want to learn about L. Ron Hubbard? Is Ryan you told me a little a bit second? about L. Ron Hubbard, but why don't you tell the viewers? This is just a cartoon character of a man, huh? L. Ron Hubbard, I, I find it hard to, to I, I behind the bastards, one of their specialties is con men. Right. I I think he might be it. Like I think he's yeah. I think he's the goat. Like I just it's fucking difficult, man. There's some people that have done more with less mm-hmm. than L. Ron Hubbard, but like I don't know that anyone's hit that level i don't don't think anyone's ever ever going to be on that level there's the guy who sold the eiffel tower a couple of times like that's pretty lit that's that's pretty peak con man energy but like i don't know i think i think he might be the guy he he started a cult and like people went along with it, even though for years prior to that, he it was said like, he wanted to start. Yeah, I think I want to start. I think the way to make the most money possible is to start a cult. He's literally quoted in publicly available publications saying that like writing is cool. I like writing. Wish I could start a cult. There's not enough money in writing. <laughs> like if I started a cult, I'd make more money. So, uh, and then something bonkers. clicked. And then he just kind of eased his way into it. He wrote yeah. a book about like, here's how you cure everything. And then kind of parlayed that into some mildly culty things and then got more and more culty. The 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 amazing through line of like, the man, man loved boats. He's yeah. just a boat guy at the end of the day. If, if he was like 20% less crazy, he'd just own a pontoon. and. and- Take it out on the lake. L. Ron Hubbard lied his way into becoming a ship captain in World War II. Yeah. Uh, and then... Blew up a, a ore deposit on the in bottom the of the ocean, ocean. And then got really pissy when, like, the U.S. government wouldn't accept that it was actual. he actually bombed Japanese spy subs and <laughs> saved America. From a second Pearl Harbor. What do you mean he blew up an ore deposit? He went, so like the whole story is he was, he was, he did enlist. Cause like the funny part of the podcast is they talk about like, oh, 
here's what the Scientology website says about his World War II service. And then I think he asks the guests, like, what percentage of that is you think is true? And she's like, I don't know, maybe 5%. He's like, none of it. And then he's like, actually, no, 5% is about right, because it was the fact that he enlisted before the draft. That's the only part that was true. Every other element of his service was falsified. He went to the Philippines and his commander there, because he was a commissioned officer, his commander there was like, he can't, nah, nah, this is not for him. Like, he's just a fucking like no one can stand him he can't be an officer here so then he got sent back home and then yeah lied his way to and being then he the was captain. like actually they sent me here because they were like i'm too good i should be a captain and the u.s military being like yeah sure why not uh, if we you're need lying, a you're gonna die so yeah. like this is fine just put him on a patrol boat off the course of coast of oregon and then like he started raising the alarm about these Japanese submarines in Oregon. And I don't know if you've heard the story of like when the Japanese bombed Oregon with balloons, but that was a real thing. So it was around the same time. So people were freaked the fuck out about Japanese attacks. So he was like, yeah, there's Japanese submarines off the coast of Oregon took out like a other boats, including his own. And like all the other boats were like looking for these submarines and didn't find anything, didn't bomb shit. And he meanwhile dropped, what was it like a hundred bombs? Yes. And there, and he claimed charges. he claimed that he sunk a Japanese submarine and wounded another one. And then when he and then this admiral dude from the Battle of Midway, like a no nonsense fucking guy, came out to investigate it and found out that like nah, there was just a an ore deposit at the bottom of the ocean that was triggering his sensors, and he was just bombing the fuck out of it, <laughs> claiming that it was Japanese submarines. Oh, his radar was like picking up. Yeah, the they were like, "There's some order. metal okay. here," and he was like, "That's a fucking sub," and bombed it a hundred times. <laughs> it's staying in one spot, but I'm gonna we got get him, that fucker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It's I, sub. It's... Uh, and then years later, the through line of boats is. He started a Scientology Navy, like an ocean community. That, that I remember. The sea Org, baby. Yes. Yeah, the Sea Org, I remember from a documentary I saw. And shit, sailing to different ports across Europe for the better part of a decade, I think, because I, I, at this point, he was wanted by the feds. Like Scientology was doing well enough that like he wasn't paying taxes on any of that shit. <laughs> so he was avoiding the feds. Um and yeah, just these, I, I, we, it's easy to laugh about it. It's easy to uh, talk comically about it, but genuinely the people joining up with Scientology back then and still now to an extent are people like dealing with some kind of trauma, genuinely mentally unwell. And then a big tenet of Scientology was don't take psychiatric medication. So or go literally people who, yeah, did go to Scientology branded therapy instead. So literally people who like, Oh, you took their meds away and also their passports well in international waters uh, are being forced to and have Stockholm syndromed their way into like being excited to be on these boats. And then you remember, oh, wait, this is actually terrible. Uh, Before you even get to the small army of young girls who like worshiped Elron at his feet and were like his messengers and like constables essentially across the boats. Yep. And don't forget his uh, failed expedition uh, back in college 
when he was uh, like, yeah, he just rounded up a bunch of randos and was like, hey, guys, we're going to go on a fucking boat cruise for the we're going to be pirates, basically, like we're going to travel around pretending to be pirates. And like he claimed that like the New York Times had optioned the story and was gonna, they were all going to make money and shit mm-hmm. like that. And it just went horribly wrong. Like most most of the people abandoned him after like the first two ports uh the the captain like he, they stopped being able to pay him so he took them all back and was like that was the worst like expedition i've ever done in my entire career like he's just he's just a boat guy man he just, yeah. just always wanted to do he's like Jokic for cult leaders it's like damn he was the goat but like that wasn't his passion he wanted just wanted to be boats man he just wanted to do boat stuff uh, the culting he- was just a means to an end uh, and then he successfully infiltrated the American government at the height of the Cold War. Yeah, and yeah. still has, like, his legacy has still continued to infiltrate the American government at scarily high levels in the last decade or so. So, yeah. Fucking weird, man. Yeah, how many Scientologists are in the government right now? Not that many openly, but... right. Well, there's there's a lot of officials and shit like that that are known to be I, affiliated. It's kind of incredible though. Kind of incredible that like he successfully turned the IRS wanting to talk to him because he's not paying taxes into guys. They don't believe Scientology is a religion. The government wants to stop us. We got we got to get in there. We got to infiltrate the government. And like they still have that persecution complex to this day. Yeah. It's incredible. You lived pretty darn close to one of the headquarters when you were in NoHo. In no, that was a different neighborhood. That was a different apartment. Uh, Ian and I toured. No, I mean it's it's it was like maybe oh. five blocks away. Like, huh? It's there in NoHo. I'll find it, but yeah. And then obviously there's the giant complex in Hollywood, but yeah. Yep. I mean, oh my it's god! I... Pervasive in LA. To this day. And Clearwater, Florida, that retirement community they took <laughs> over. Clearwater is insane. Uh, Let's see. Okay. It's the Church of Scientology of the Valley. And when, where were you guys? 5055? Give out old addresses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, that. That's not going to bite me in the ass. Yeah. No, it's, it's a four minute drive, 18 minute walk. So there you go. Huh. You'll love to see it. I don't recognize this building. Yeah, you probably never went up that far. No. No real reason to. But yep. Mm. Um yeah, before we already talked about I think you should leave season three. Uh before Andrew and I pop off about uh Tears of the Kingdom for a little bit. Brian, what are you checking out? What you mm. been, what you've been keeping busy with? um i why i'm watching right now the other two on hbo max that's kind of been fun i heard that's good ian was into that it's a good show for sure i didn't like the beginning of this season but it's kind of come around on me and i've liked the last couple episodes a lot more okay the first couple seasons are definitely gold um molly shannon is a treasure that must be protected at all costs um yeah, I don't know. It's 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 definitely a good show. 
but otherwise i don't know I'm, uh black mirror just came out but i haven't started it yet is that a new that season out. or a new episode no a full new season okay. season six huh. i haven't checked it out I haven't even really read any reviews so maybe it's not getting as much buzz as it once did um yeah i don't know what else is going on not too much else hmm. yeah we're, we're doing fall guys legend shit we're winning like multiple games per session. I think we've we've cracked the code of Fall Guys. So that's fun. I Yeah, another thing that makes me concerned about the future of video games, like I don't think I ever need to buy a game again to like play games with my friends. <laughs> uh cuz adequately fun shit will come out for free. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't I don't need to get a new Call of Duty game. I, I don't have to play Deathmatch with my friends. I can play Warzone with my friends. And that's that's playing Call of Duty with my friends. That's fine. I mean, we're kind of like the, the leeches on the current gaming industry model in that, yeah, we're taking advantage of the free stuff without doing the freemium shit. Like the, right. yeah. the way that they hook you is then, yeah, you pay money on a subscription basis or and none oh, of yeah, us really have any desire game. for that stuff. But we just yeah. don't, we just fucking skis along without paying a fucking dime. Like, I, but then like, that's the expectation now. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the overwatch two news, but apparently they're like story campaign stuff. It is going to be like 15 bucks a pop. Damn. And wow. like overwatch two was a free download game. So it, I, I understand fiscally how like, oh, that makes sense. And now you are like actually paying people to buy a video game by doing this. But they framed it as like a free download. And then this will be $15 DLC. But it, yeah, no, the the expectations have been thrown so far out of whack that I, I don't, I don't know how we go back to something that might be fiscally sustainable, actually. Maybe Microsoft will figure it out. <laughs> no idea, but uh, it's up to the devs. Uh, also, to uh, correct an earlier story we talked about live, uh, Keely is out here. Keely is commenting. Uh, he says the folks at Summer Games Fest are uh, actually really good at diversity. Um, really good at we diversity. We have the best diversity. My I am a diverse American person. Supporters. Uh, according to this uh, Kotaku article published 26 minutes ago by John Walker, uh, Keeley said in an interview with uh, the Canadian uh, outlet, um, actor Melina Libbard, uh, the actor who plays a new character uh, in the upcoming Alan Wake 2, was supposed to appear at Summer Games Fest, but mm. couldn't due to scheduling conflicts. They seem pretty good at diversity. Yeah. They, they were going to have a woman. One woman and one person of color to bang, and two for one, bang for their buck. And uh, that's a diverse through. person right there. Yeah. That's a single diverse person in a how many hour event would uh, you say, Lucas? I, two hour. Um, the Damn. exact quote yeah, from Keeley. I think generally we do a pretty good job with diversity in our shows. That was something that's a fair flag. We also want to be authentic to the games that are being presented on the show and the developers that are making them. So yeah, I think we're conscious of it. 
Hey, is... people of color and, and women, you don't like that you're not being represented here? Make some good games, you fuckers. Like, it's not this hard. Is... White men make all the good games. What do you want me to do? And they play the games. <laughs> Yikes. I... God, this just rings as such. A... This is a room full of white men. White cis straight men making yeah. <laughs> making decisions about how this is gonna go, and then not even realize, not even thinking that like they fucked up, like never even <laughs> this dimension was never considered, and I hate it. Get over here, Johnson. Let me pat you on the back. Well, you pat me on the back, and we count our money. Fuck. Andrew, I finished all of the dragon tears in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Even the last one? Yes. Right, uh, well, is the last one the one that drops after you get uh, the the first 11? No. I mean, like, the the 11th one is the, the Master Sword. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, got I, I haven't done the then... Master Sword yet. Oh. Well, I thought you said you did all of them. Yeah. I... I did all of them except for the last one, the Master Sword one, because you told me not to do that until I finished all the temples. I thought you meant, like, get the Master Sword. Yeah, isn't that how you get the Master Sword? Or is oh, that a different buddy. thing? Oh, okay. Buddy. Well, it's kind I've, of I've been not doing that because I thought that's where I got the Master Sword. Oh. I... Uh... Okay, I, I can't move forward because I know you're picky about spoilers, so never mind. But uh, mm. buckle up, buckaroo. Some stuff picky. we talked about uh, might picky be actually about happening. <laughs> I guess I can't talk about this because yeah. you're a human being who doesn't want the, the ending of this thing ruined. You've put 75 hours into this game. I think it's perfectly reasonable to, to give you the shit you haven't achieved yet, <laughs> even though you've put a ton of work into it. Uh, how many temples have you done, Andrew? Uh, uh, three of them. Okay. And I'm in the process of doing the water temple quest. Mm. I have you done all of them? Uh, I've now done all of them. I can't believe you did the lightning temple first. I did, which I think is the hardest temple in the game. Oh, I did it second. I didn't think it was very hard. Oh, okay. Ah, fair. I man, those those zombie dudes, pretty good zombie dudes. Yeah, I mean, once you figure out, you just have to hit them with one fire or lightning attack, and then they yeah become brittle, right? Eh. But then, but then as it progresses, you find out. Oh wait, no, they're not zombie dudes; they're bug dudes. Like conceptually, that was that was pretty fun for me. I like that. Didn't didn't like that final boss you fight, the Queen uh, Gibdo. She she's no. scary. I didn't care for that. Oh, you thought? Oh, because you thought she was scary? Kind yeah. Oh, I just thought like it was a, kind of like a mid-boss Weird boss, yeah. I, it, I, what? I'm kind of surprised because I did the Air Temple one first. Yeah. And that boss is so easy. It's mm-hmm. like almost like it's supposed to be because you just kind of like float down and shoot it three times and then you're good. Yeah. And the other boss fights are like actual boss fights. Uh, do you have a favorite boss fight so far? Uh, Not really. Okay. I mean, the world bosses are better, you know. The ones you just find out and about, those are better. They're uh, hard. I was, I was able to take out a Lionel, finally. Uh, mm. Still have not had the courage to fight a Gliok. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's wild. We've put 
three days worth of time into this video game hours wise and mm. we're like man those dragons that you see sometimes i'm too afraid to fight that because i'm under leveled i gotta I, I get better about fusing monster parts onto weapons i'm bad about that i keep thinking i'll yeah. need them for an upgrade or a quest later no, on they're just, but it's like yeah you put a horn on a stick and oh this does 20 more damage yeah yeah that's fair um Ryan, gotta get you in on it. Do you have any questions about Tears of the Kingdom? Do you have any, like, have you seen anything in the ether that's like, hey, what's this weird thing? What's going on? Or even bigger questions about the game? Uh, I, I feel like no one's talking about the story in my, oh like, circle of osmosis and everything like that. Like, it seems like it's pretty just, oh, look at this crazy shit I can make. I built a fucking blimp. I built a zeppelin and we're... And we're bombing camps, baby. Like, oh, I've, this is the most efficient way to get around in Zelda, especially in the underworld or whatever the fuck. You just put two fans at an angle and then yeah. one thing between them. And now it's a yeah. bike that you can fly around on. Like, I yeah. tried doing that. I can't, I can't figure uh, that out quite yet. Do you, do you, have you figured it out, Andrew? Is it yeah. easy enough? Oh, damn. Um, yeah, I mean, no, there there is an actual story. There's a lot more of a story than there was in the first game. And it's it's not bad. It's just, no. you know, it's a Zelda story. It's it's I, pretty bare bones. I've come to re- it's more of a mystery though than the previous game. Than yeah, a because lot there's of the like a fake Zelda, Zelda running yeah. around doing shit, and you're not really sure what's which one's real and which one's fake, and one's definitely in the past, <laughs> but also maybe still in the present timeline. Yeah. Uh, for as much as the promotional material uh, and people became thirsty for Ganondorf, you would think he would have more of a presence here, but uh, nah. So <laughs> that far, face that he makes in that one cutscene is so funny. There's just <laughs> the crazy, weird slow motion smile where his mouth just, it's like Looney Tunes esque. In fairness, he did just commit. <laughs> Oh God! What is it called? He did just commit regicide, so that's pretty. He's he's having a good time out there. He just like punched her in the back, and then in the next cutscene, she was dead. <laughs> rehydrated Ganon is built, dude. Fucking no, that's, cock that's, not, that's yeah. not rehydrated. That's pre dehydrated. Oh God, <laughs> that's base form Ganon. Yeah, that's regular ass Ganon. Doesn't even go Super Saiyan? Doesn't even Kaioken? Oh, shit. You gotta watch um, out. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, good video game. I, yeah, I got... It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird when the Final Fantasy 16 comes out on Thursday, and I gotta pick that up and play that. You don't have to. No one yeah. is pointing a gun at your head. I mean, I it sounds like you want to, but, like, sometimes you talk about these things like it's... Uh, like it's being forced upon you. Oh. No one can make you spend your money, Lucas. Well, speaking of spending money on stuff to mixed results, what do we think about that there, Spider Verse Two? I liked we it. Watch it. Yeah. yeah, we all yeah, watched we it. Yeah, we did. Uh, huh. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I I did not like the ending in the same way that I didn't like Dune's ending, and thought yeah. that it was just like, where's the no, rest of the to, movie? You have, yeah, you have to tell a story. The story has to have a. You don't have to resolve all the plot lines. That's I think what I was talking to Andrew about. Like you don't have to resolve every plot line, but when you've got five of them, like at least one of them, you know, yeah. like 
do do one plot line, end it there with the knowledge that there's more to come, and cool. Like it'll it'll feel like a a beat that you can end the story on. Like you not to keep quoting like Lord of the Rings, for example, but yeah, and like the two towers, they they beat Saruman and you know are able to take down one of the big bads, even though the actual big bad is very much still there. So it's, it feels satisfying that it's like, all right, we can move on. Like, I don't know. Also, it's kind of crazy. The spot, you know, who's kind of the main villain of this, you know, now two part movie or like, mm-hmm. like a third of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we didn't see him in the second half of the movie. <laughs> you saw him very briefly at the, when he arrived in, miles's new york was was that real like i thought that was like miles's uh like anxiety manifesting or something i didn't think that was actually the spot doing shit oh yeah i thought that was real that was like setting up like get ready for the next movie the spots in that universe he's gonna try to kill miles's dad because i thought the spot would have gone to the actual universe where miles is from he did no yeah yeah that's the whole thing with that final beat is that there's two side-by-side universes and they're trying to make you think that like they are one universe but they're Mm -hmm. not like uh uh, what's his name miguel and the gang all went to the real one to make sure that miles's dad would die the spot went to the real one Uh, i thought i thought miles was seeing the spot in the universe he was in the quote-unquote fake one no i think that was a cut yeah okay yeah and then miles went to the fake one which by the way, I I guess I'm the only one that noticed in the theater. Maybe I don't know if you guys noticed, but like I knew that he was in the wrong no, right away yeah. because instantly. They, no, well they put it on the, yeah. the fucking machine. It's yeah, yeah. Now they fed forty two, and they yeah, they're like kept, we got the spider from universe forty two, and it's like what? Why are you twisting this? You put it out there, yeah. right? But then like I don't know, talking to other people. Yeah, I guess they didn't pick up on it until like maybe when Miles was like talking to his mom, and she was like, I acting I didn't weird. see that it said forty two on the computer when he was talking to his mom. It right right away when he said like, or you know when you see Glenn or Glenn Gwen looking in the window, mm-hmm. and you see where Miles should be, like you know that I was like, oh okay, he's not there. Wrong, wrong universe. He's right. somewhere else. That's that's why they did the whole. Your spider is from a different universe. Like it made sense. Yeah, but no, I, I think they did before he even left. I was just like, oh, he's going to the wrong one. Yeah. Oh, that'll be twist. That'll be, that'll be like unique. Like, oh no, now what are they going to do? He's got to get back. So I don't know. I thought that I would absolutely hate. Uh, Ho- is it Hobie? I always Hobie. pronounce his name. Spider Punk. Yeah. yeah. Thought I'd fucking hate him. And then he rocks, not, dude. Uh, best not, part of the movie. Really yeah. Cool. It's a cool. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good parts. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna Indian Spider Man is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Pavita. Pavita uh, part. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Know. I'm just good at this. Like this is easy. <laughs> What's your problem? Being Spider-Man so easy. <laughs> it's pretty gold. I'm uh, glad that he got the happy ending. Yeah, Hobie <laughs> being actually just an anti-fascist punk who fights the man no matter who the man is. Yeah. Pretty good. No, I thought he'd be a full-blown poser. It feels like that's the trope yeah. that you would think that they're setting punk up. characters there. are, yeah. Uh, nope. Actually no. punk. Love it. Legit. As legit as you can be. Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you even cooler without the mask? I was cool before the mask. It was always a school. Good shit. Um, I I'm pretty mixed on this movie. I like the first one more. Uh, I like stuff in it. I there is 
a lot in here. So of course there is some stuff to like, uh, that first fight with, uh, that first fight with the spot was a lot of fun. And like, that's a fun, <laughs> that was a lot of thinking with portals. That was a good yeah. time. Uh, but yeah, I, on the whole, I think this one was a little more, uh, yeah, no, bloated, less concise. And I don't, it, it mm, there were some fun gimmicks, like there were some fun Spider-Man in this, but I think as the whole, like it is, I don't know, it makes being Spider-Man less fun. And also I can't hear the phrase, you have to think about the canon. This is a canon event with any level of seriousness. There have been a lot of good memes to come out of this movie, though. The yeah, because Spider-Man, why do you create that guy? And I'm going to crease your J's, Spider-Man. And then the miguel is racist and stops you from like like fixing fucked up things that have happened in the world because it's a canon event him standing in front of the twin towers falling (laughs) saying bro it's a canon event (laughs) come on yeah yeah, it is it is hard to hear all of them talk about how important the canon is when one of the spider-men is a fucking tyrannosaurus rex and that tyrannosaurus rex is uncle fucking bit the dust yeah does the tyrannosaurus rex have a police captain specifically that gets crushed by rubble if the tyrannosaurus rex was in a society that involves any level of like yeah law enforcement then i think so i think yes that's the answer i there's also a cartoon pig Spider-Man. I feel like you went to the Tyrannosaurus yeah. right. He was conveniently absent for a lot of it, as was Spider-Man Noir, which were two of my favorite parts from the first one. Right. Didn't didn't weren't able to get John Mulaney and Nick Cage they, for the second movie. They had to get more Spider-Man in there. Yeah, yeah. Can't afford John Mulaney and Nick Cage. Third movie, they're back. I hope. Um they will be. I mean, they no. they did the teaser. Yeah. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. The dream be, team at the end of the movie is very yeah. large. There's unless that, that would be kind of funny too, if like they would talk to them and they would just kind of be like, like they just don't talk, you know. They somehow go the entire movie like with them there, but they don't actually or they die talk. right away in the spot <laughs> and like just sucks them or whatever. Just absolutely mercs all of your favorite characters immediately. Uh, set up some stakes. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm hesitant to do this because just because I have criticisms of a piece of media doesn't mean I should think it exists. And like that is me saying, I think this should exist is a very bare bones defense. That's catering to a toxic and like inaccurate view of what movie criticism should be. Art criticism should be, but I'm glad this movie came out. I'm glad this movie looks so different than any other animated film uh, other than the original Spider-Man. But yeah, I that first one was just so tight. So the music in the first one, incredible in a way that I felt like the second one couldn't uh, follow up to. And maybe, I don't know, maybe my other big criticism is that uh, yeah, in trying to be like a multiverse piece of media and trying to capture like the full spectrum of Spider-Man, this was a lot less voiced. It, it yeah, it didn't feel quite like people like yeah, this is our version of Spider-Man. This is a story we want to tell. Uh, it is my reaction to it. No, I definitely like the first one better, but I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just uh, thought the second it, one had a lot to say and also enjoyed it. 
Yeah, also, it's I don't kind know of if... hard to judge movies against other ones within their own IP, especially when this movie exists because the first one was so good. Uh, uh, very fair. Um, also, I don't know if uh, I don't know if coming out as a spider person is uh, totally analogous to coming out uh, as queer <laughs> to to friends and family. Uh, that. The Gwen storyline was, um, I don't know if that fully worked for me. It was good. Like it did beautifully performed, beautifully staged, but I see a lot of people are reading that as like a queer coming out narrative. And well, I think it definitely is. I don't know if it, uh, it works a hundred percent. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why did you it's just the Donald Glover line who was also in this movie, but uh that was a good cameo. The Donald Glover line in community, like, hey, if you were Superman, you would tell me, right? Yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't tell people. Like what and the same thing with Spider-Man. Because then your loved ones are vulnerable. Are they? you don't have to tell the whole, everyone the whole Spider-Man thing? You yeah, tell yeah. the loved ones. Right. But then the second that it starts getting out, there's a higher and higher chance. That it's easier to figure everything out. I don't know. Can't trust everyone. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell some of the people that I'm closest to some things because I know that eh, they might not be able to keep it, and that's fine. Like I'm not judging them for that. Just don't want to let them know because then there you go. Might... One of your superpowers is knowing when something bad is going to happen. You could defend your friends and family pretty easily. How'd, how'd that go with Uncle Ben? And yeah. Uh, Captain Stacy and whoever all these canon events that they're talking about doesn't it doesn't always work fam that was the other thing about the police captain dying uh like that's like sitting happen. there like a cab <laughs> yes Andrew. uh but also like that didn't happen in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies not that I recall was I think Stacy they... in the spider the yeah the but, but one, not but as like a, a very cameo. minor character yeah, yeah. like there's she no has like a thing for Peter Parker but uh no he's emo of course she does yeah he's doing finger guns no i don't i mean i i think that they mentioned that not all the events like not every spider-man has all of the canon events it's like but all of them have at least one that connects them and everything like that so yeah. you know because obviously miles's reality is completely different than a lot of the spider people so mm-hmm. anyway, I yeah, that was a movie we all saw. Y'all gonna check out Asteroid City? Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Oh I thought I was gonna do Island of Dogs when that came out, and then you know, just never got around to it. So maybe yeah. I'm catching that one next weekend and looking forward to it. That your birthday? One of the things for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Is Maria going to be back in town? You guys going to catch it together? Yeah, she's flying back uh, this coming Saturday. Nice. Be a good time. Live it up. Eat conveyor belt sushi again and then hang with friends at maybe the best pizza place in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. You can't keep doing this. I like Pitfire Pizza. Pitfire Pizza is two blocks from your old apartment, Lucas. It's not... It's not the best pizza place in LA. It's the closest. What's the best pizza place. pizza place in LA, Ryan? I don't know. It's not that one. I promise. 
Well, until I'm proven otherwise. You have how many other pizza places have you gotten like gone to in LA? Five. <laughs> it's that's lower pizza. than I thought it would be. <laughs> there are a thousand pizza restaurants yeah. in LA that that I guarantee you. And none of the ones I've tried are better than Pitfire Pizza. I'm willing to try more. I'm willing to keep this going. But all I'm saying, my sample size so far, my sample size, Pitfire at the top. I did not think your sample size was going to be that. I knew it wasn't going to be enough, but I definitely thought it'd be at least like 15 or 20. Like, I did not think it was going to be six. That's that's wild. I guess, hey, look, hey, if you're not into pizza as much, that's fair. Hmm. How's the fish taco hunt going? Is that? Oh God, I've given up on that. I, wow. I've, I've reckoned with the fact that man. Uh, I know it's about to happen. Chicago Taco Authority. Chicago best. fish tacos are just better than yeah. LA fish tacos. It, yeah, apparently. A city on the coast. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> hey, Chicago on the cocoa coast of Lake Michigan. Better fish in there, apparently. They're sourcing their fish from Lake fucking Michigan. <laughs> Lucas, oh, have no. you ever heard of the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> yeah. Bunch of shitty fish in there. Yeah. I guess. They got every fish there is. <laughs> Not the right ones for, for tacos. No. No. You can make a fish taco out of a fish that hasn't been classified scientifically yet if you get it out of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, man. You could, oh, yeah, you could use that uh, submarine that is definitely gone. You guys see that shit? Oh, I, I saw it. That broke yeah. while we're here, like while we've been here. Uh, there's a sub that, they, like, it's like for tourists to go see the wreck of the Titanic. And yeah, it's fucking, they're all dead. Like, yeah. They're, they're saying that they're like searching for it. And it's like, I feel like when you lose contact with a submarine while it's really yeah, no, far it's, underwater, it's like, they're all they're all fucking dead, man. Around like, the Titanic. Like oh, you mean is... since we've been here, like yeah. on the podcast. This has been in like the last hour. Oh, yeah. This is this story was updated 13 minutes ago. Yeah. No, this is like breaking that yeah, no, that, that submarine's fucking it gone, man. Don't... And it's like people are dead, but like, yeah, people died in the Titanic too. Like it feels like we just keep <laughs> Keep being like, wow, we've got this thing that like it's safe to take random people on because it's basically like 100% unsinkable. <laughs> like that really didn't learn our lesson 100 years later. God damn it, people. Don't I. Yeah, there is something almost e- and like, I respect to the dead and all that. There is something egotistical about like, yeah, I want to go on a submarine tour to see the sunken Titanic and revel in. How much better we are now. Yeah. Presumably. How good we are. Man, a lot of people died down here. Sure is crushing (laughs) black, cold, and full of death. Yeah. Man. Like it's it's something about tourism to places that are in uh what's it called? Incongruent with human life. Like you Mm -hmm. going to the bottom of the ocean as a tourist, going to space as a tourist, going to the top of Mount Everest as a tourist. It's like no, no, these are the places for professionals that understand the risks and have spent their they've devoted their lives to this type of shit like you, it's just i don't know man I, you're really toying with stuff there if you want to dedicate a portion of your life to being good enough to be in that space like power to you that's great but don't yeah. don't larp it yeah and for a purpose like yeah, yeah you're not 
you're not going to space just because like you're not going to the wreck of the titanic just because like there's 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 reasoning behind it you're trying to do shit be a researcher everything like that like as a tourist you are literally just gawking your, yeah. your mouth is just open and you're wow that's crazy it's it's like the pictures <laughs> like i don't know man it's different going going to like the grand canyon shit like that cool yeah. that's, that's what that's what this life is for if, if, if you're that interested in it you should you should have been a researcher you should have been a professional as someone who hit up a couple of natural parks, natural, uh, they're all natural, I hope, uh, national parks. I want to go to an uh, artificial park. Like, holy park. shit. Those this canyon is I mean, 40,000 feet deep. <laughs> it's like, wow. that's We we, may, we dug it out with yeah. a mine. It's, yeah. You just go to a quarry and it's like, you want to see our unnatural park? Yeah, holy shit, dude. This rock formation is in the exact shape of george washington but it's 300 feet tall wow as somebody who just hit up a couple of national parks great time do that genuinely cool that america has a bunch of these take in the splendor great time good exercise don't don't go into like hazardous hazardous conditions intentionally yeah apparently it costed 250k a ticket so those people paid 250 grand to die i would definitely rather go to space like i think that's a little more i feel like space tickets they're talking what like one two million i don't i don't remember what uh fucking blue origins rates were but i I thought it was at least a mil but you're just saying you'd hold out it's like, I don't want to buy a condo for 250K when I can get a house with a yard for a million. Like, no, I'm yeah. just saying, like, with, with that kind of money, which one would you rather do? If but they're I both guess... 250K, yeah, obviously. Space okay, space. so yeah, the, a Virgin Galactic space flight ticket is 450000 Yeah, a little bit more. I mean, I don't give a shit about the Titanic. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, cool, that's, yeah, it's, that's a boat. Yeah. That's a, that's half a dead boat. <laughs> they, they got the other half too. I don't know if they do them at the same time, but I mean, I'm I'm I feel like they're relatively close to together, but I don't know yeah. how long you can be in that submersible. They're not like right next to each other. Yeah. All righty. This has been episode 224 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be titled unnatural park if you like what you heard like comment subscribe etc check us out on youtube instagram and tiktok for highlight clips actual link in the description uh support us through our patreon join the likes of tiffany cole sucky badger and sensual richard nixon uh email us your questions business opportunities voluntary viewing at gmail.com follow us on twitter for updates at v2 underscore podcast and follow me at lucas DeWriter on twitter because i got some cool stuff coming up it's, got, it's my birthday next weekend, guys. Follow me for my birthday. And because I'll be doing uh, fun stuff, hopefully, at uh, Anime Expo all of the following weekend. All right. We're back. This felt good. Goodbye. Goodbye.